It's the year 2004, and I have just bleached my hair to the same color as a white cat. And I asked my grandmother to make me a cool, tight pink tank top. I really had the body of a twink, and the comments that I looked like that guy from Bastian Herzegovina really made me happy, because I stole his entire style after I had seen him on stage with this song. Music, what I want, music, what I need. And welcome to the podcast Eurovision Legends, Fuad Bakovic. Hi, Emil. Thank you very much for your kind words. I'm sending you uh, hugs from very hot and warm LA. How are you? I'm doing good, actually, uh, except this whole, you know, global problem and situation that we have. This is basically second month. We are completely locked. Everything is closed. We are, like, most of the time at home, not going anywhere, but, you know, it's okay. We will survive. <laughs> Your journey to Eurovision started in 99 with the Bastion pre-selection when you and your band 7up competed with Die Spustice. Exactly. Can you tell us about the song? Wow, a long time ago, long time ago. So I've started actually with the boy band in uh, 1997. I became a lead singer and a dancer in a boy band. Uh, we had huge success in Bosnia and Herzegovina, but also in um, all this uh, ex-Yugoslavia region, Croatia, Serbia, Montenegro, Slovenia, Macedonia. Yeah, that was my first, actually, connection with the Eurovision Song Contest. We tried to, to represent our country in 1999, and we had a huge success with the song. But at the end, we finished second, I think, after disqualification of one, one artist. So Dino Medlin was representing Bosnia in that time. But the song, supposed to say became a huge hit in, in all these countries. <laughs> In 2001, you were back and competed again with the song Deset Miliona Jubavi. Yes, that was my first solo uh, project, a collaboration with one very famous producer and songwriter, Zeleli Povacha. Actually, I hoped in that time that I will represent my country with that song. You know, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> no, because you finished seventh. So were you very disappointed? Very extremely. I remember that I was very sad and very de depressed. Uh, but, you know, it's just, you know, you have to move on. And that's it. Yeah, and in 2003, you were back in the pre-selection <laughs> with the new stage name, Dean. Excellent. And this time you came second. Why stage name and why Dean? Oh, wow. Actually, that was the beginning of my solo career. I decided to leave my boy band, uh, I think, at the end of 
or it was just the beginning of 2002. So I started recording my first solo album and I, I, I wanted to represent my country so badly uh, at the Eurovision Song Contest. So we came up with the song Taxi. I went to compete in the national national finals, but you know I end up second again. <laughs> <laughs> but the year after, in 2004, you sang all five songs in the pre-selection. Yes. And before we talk about the winning song, how did it come about that you sang them all? Oh well, uh, so national television decided to cancel the official festival. So they wanted to choose by themselves, you know, representatives. So they chose me. And that was my kind of, you know, my lucky year, 2004. Did you have a say in choosing the five songs? Uh, well, that was, yeah, that was the first year they had completely different rules. So they decided that I should sing five different songs. Uh, it was kind of, you know, a national competition, but only me as a, as a singer. So I had to compete with myself, basically, you know, with five different songs from five different songwriters. And then at the end of the national uh, uh, competition, uh, they had uh, 50% of uh, um, uh, 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 votes. jury. Yes, they had, uh, I think, 12 members from the different parts of the, the, the music industry and, and the show business. And then the 50% of other votes was from the public. Did you have any favorites of these five songs? Absolutely in the disco. Absolutely in the disco. Yeah, even today. And I don't regret at all, to be honest with you. Besides in the disco, which I love, I really like the song Pobiednik. Ah, yes. Well, Pobitnik has these kind of, you know, very uh, traditional elements of uh, our country and, you know, Balkans in the song, you know. So it was very attractive because of that. But I think In the Disco was the perfect choice, you know. And even now when I hear In the Disco, it's still very, very modern, to be honest with you, you know, considering the production and everything. Even that stage performance, you know, it was kind of so so progressive for that year yeah yeah 2004 i mean it's before 16 years ago so you know it's still kind of you know in the game if you agree with me yes and we will talk more about this fantastic staging uh, but <laughs> in the disco was written by the singer vesna pisarovic and we all remember from the contest in 2002 with uh, this song love is everything i want love is Have you worked with her since then? Uh, no, but 
uh, we are still good friends. Yeah, and she's a remarkable person, I have to tell you. Extremely talented songwriter, but also very good performer. Uh, she's singing jazz music now, but she's, I, I think she's uh, slowly uh, working on her new, new songs, like pop, you know, new pop album. Wonderful. Eurovision 2004 was held in Istanbul. Can you tell us something about your week there? Oh my God, uh, it's not only one week. I've spent 14 days, as I remember. And Istanbul, I have to tell you, and I have to be very honest with you, it's one of my favorite cities of all time. We had amazing time, really. Only beautiful memories. It was such a great organization and, you know, amazing people, beautiful energy. And at the end, great result for my country. You know, top 10 in both nights. It's like even... Till today, I think between four best results ever made for my country. Yeah, so I'm very, I'm, I'm very proud still. <laughs> As I said before, I did everything in 2004 to look like you did in the really? final. <laughs> yeah, I super bleached my hair and uh, this tight pink top and light jeans with a little boot oh cut. And I'm thinking the Eurovision community have a lot of gay men. I guess you were very popular with them looking like that. And I'm very proud of that fact, to be honest with you. It's very yeah. nice. And, you know, I'm sending all my love and all my support to the LGBTQ community and especially to my Eurovision Song Contest family. I miss you all very much. You are amazing people, full of love and, you know, and compassion. And I, I'm very grateful for all of you, you know. Today you work in fashion. Can we have a comment about your outfit now, 16 years later? Wow. And remember, I look like that, so don't piss on it. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, you know, it's very, I mean, we all change ourselves, you know, through the years. And, you know, I was 21 in that time, uh, very young and very crazy and, you know, full of kind of, you know, crazy positive energy. So I'm, I'm very proud of that stage performance and my styling and everything, you know. It was done by Dolce & Gabbana. <laughs> yeah, oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> You were very popular in Istanbul, but some competitors thought it was cheap, trashy and vulgar with half-naked women humping on stage. How do you feel about that? My dancers? Yes. Oh my God. So you think that they were vulgar? No, I don't think they were vulgar, but your competitors thought that. In, really? In, I never in, knew that. You have to tell me because I never knew that. In this is completely new for me. Oh. <laughs> The press wrote about it in the Nordic regions. Really? Yes. Wow, this is something completely new for me. Well, but you know what? I understand completely because, I mean, before 16 years ago, that was pretty much a big deal. And now I know that I was very progressive in that time. But, you know, somebody has to do it first. So I think I think Sakis also had pretty much the same kind of or, or similar vibe with his song also and his dancers. You finished ninth with uh, in the disco. Did you go to Turkey to win it all, or were you satisfied? Ooh. well, you know, when you go, when you go, and when you are chosen by your country to represent uh, your country uh, at the Eurovision, you you want to win, of course. But I don't think I was kind of trying to win. Honestly, I was trying to have fun and yeah. to to be. Uh, good representer of my country in every yeah. single way so i think we, we we succeeded you know 
And, you know, even today after everything, I'm uh, very uh, proud and very satisfied with everything we've done that year. And, you know, people, uh, I mean, it's it's very interesting that after all these years, people still want to hear in the disco and they love in the disco, you know, especially during the Eurovision Song Contest every single year, you know, 2016, I, I came back. So, you know, I had to sing in the disco on every single party, every single night, you know, and that's such a huge satisfaction for me, to be honest with you. We must talk about the lyrics of the song. Let me quote. I'm lying, I'm late, and I'm losing my weight. What on earth do you mean? <laughs> you know, well, you have to ask that, uh, Vesna. You know, <laughs> you have to ask, that's, that's the question for Vesna, not for me. But, you know, I remember uh, a few months before they decided to choose me as the representative of Bosnia, I remember that I've been with Vesna dancing in one club in Sarajevo whole night. Had, we had so much fun together. So when they announced that I will be representing Bosnia 2004, uh, I called Vesna and, you know, I asked her, you know, Vesna, please, could you write a song, you know, for the competition? Because, you know, you are my friend and you know me. I have a great connection with you. So, you know, but probably she was inspired with, with that night or with my energy, you know, and, you know, with me being being so young and different in, in that time. So, you know, it's probably because of that. Okay. You are a big famous artist in Balkan. I might be a little narrow-minded now, but did you receive any negativity or similar because you had a less super manly stage persona? Oh, of course. Of course. You know, uh, of course. I had a lot of, I mean, p problems with uh, publicity and, you know, media, speculations about, you know, uh, sexual orientation and a lot of negativity about that. I mean, it is what it is. That was long time ago and people weren't prepared for that kind of thing you know before 16 years ago you know today it's completely different thanks god yeah, yeah. but i'm still alive i've survived so you know it's okay <laughs> i talked to alenka gotar uh, a while back and she told me that she's had a lot of backlash because she married a much younger man and she doesn't think balkan is as open as oh, sweden for instance when it comes to love, the one you want, what mm -hmm. do you think? Love is love, and it's a unique feeling. So, you know, uh, if you ask me, everything is allowed. Everything is allowed. I just want to be surrounded with the people, you know, who think the same as I do. I send my huge support to everyone who wants to be loved and who wants to love, no matter what. No rules. <laughs> Wonderful, Drea. Yeah. What happened after the disco closed? Wow, I had a huge tour around Balkans and I started recording my new album called Angeo Sagreshkom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was published, I think, at the end of 2005. Uh, have you seen? But, you know, I went completely naked for that cover, you know, of my of my CD. So that was a huge scandal in my country, but also in all these countries in the region. I haven't seen these photos, but I will Google them. <laughs> well, I will send you. <laughs> I will send you. They are very artistic photos, you know, but anyway, you know, it was like a big deal. <laughs> in 2016, you were back in the game and almost nearly no one recognized you. Yeah, completely changed, of course. You know, I came yeah. back as a 36-year-old 
guy. No, 35, actually. Yeah, 35. And back in 2004, I was 21. So, But right, I, I think right after 2004 and that completely bleached hair, you know, I started losing my hair. That was just, you know, a, a normal, natural process. I didn't want to do anything about it. So I just decided to shave my head and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about the song Jubavje and the interesting constellation of people who performed it. Oh, wow. So it's a completely different project. It cannot be compared with, with in the disco in any single way, of course. I'm very proud of that project. Uh, with all of my heart, uh, we worked so hard. It's a collaboration with my dear colleagues and my dear friends, Dalal Midhat, uh, Anna Rutzner from Croatia, she is a very famous cellist, and uh, Jala, who is very extremely famous rap singer now in Bosnia, but also in Serbia and Croatia and all these you know countries in the region. So uh, Ljubavje is written by our friend Almirajanovic, and he lives in in Stockholm. Also, he he lives in Sweden for many years. So it was a very, very, very hard project for us because, you know, we didn't have that much support from our country. We didn't have, I mean, it was just, just completely different from 2004. But anyway, we, we, we succeeded to step up on the stage and, you know, represent our country in, every, in, in the best way we could in that time. But why didn't you have any support? It's very hard to explain me. I don't. I. I don't even know how to how to explain. You know, such a crazy time. No money. You know, in our country, and nobody was interested in the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, our a national uh, broadcasting uh, uh, service. They they had some problems with EBU in that time. So it was just very hard for us. And after that, 2016, they decided to cancel Eurovision Song Contest. So, you know, we didn't have our representative anymore till today. Bosnia and Herzegovina didn't have any a national preselection this year. You were chosen exactly. internally. Exactly. Yeah, because, you know, they didn't have the money to, to you know, to prepare festival. A lot of problems and a lot of complications. Did you have more songs to choose from than Jubavje? Yeah. No, that was the only one. That was the only one. And we liked the song very much, you know, even today. We wanted to send a very powerful message about everything, you know, all these negativities in the world, about the refugees and human rights. But at the end, I don't think that, you know, Europe was ready for that kind of message in that time. contest was held in Stockholm in Sweden. Mm -hmm. What do you remember from your week here? Oh, wow. Uh, two weeks again, not only one. You know what? I have to tell you that uh, Sweden is one of my favorite countries. Uh, I love Swedish people and I've been many times 
in Malmo and, and, and Stockholm mostly. I also had a lot of concerts uh, for my Balkan people over there. Uh, I have a lot of friends, uh, Swedish friends and my, my, you know, Balkan friends. So I had amazing time in Stockholm. I remember that it was very hot that 2016. It was very unusual for, for Stockholm and, and in Sweden. Beautiful weather, amazing organization, amazing people. I had a reunion with all of my Eurovision uh, Song Contest family. Uh, it was just beautiful and amazing. Was 2016 the first time since 2004 you tried to go to Eurovision again? Uh, yes, but I didn't even try it anymore, you know. Uh, it just happened, that 2016 just happened because I was invited to the project. So it was just, you know, a, a huge surprise and kind of a positive shock for me because I never expected that I'm going to have a chance to represent my country one more time at the Eurovision. Have you submitted songs in between? Uh, no, never, never again. Of all songs from Bosnia and Herzegovina, which is your favorite in the Eurovision? Uh, Leila, uh, it's I think 2006. I love our first representative, Fazla, with his song Svabol Svieta, 1993. Uh, that was our beginning. Uh, let me think. I love Dino Madeline very much and I respect him so much and his career and everything he's done in his career. It's like big, big and, and you know, I, I really love him. every single one you know every single one i love my colleagues <laughs> you live in los angeles today what are you doing today i live yes i moved before i think two years ago and before los angeles i've lived in milano italy for almost seven years yeah i'm working on my new album to tell you yes and also in the meantime i'm working in the fashion industry uh, since I've graduated uh, fashion business in Milano and then I did my master in the brand management. So, you know, I'm kind of, you know, between two worlds, fashion and music. But thanks God, fashion and music are very connected today. So I'm very lucky one. <laughs> what kind of music will you release? Well, uh, that's a little secret. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I will have a lot of songs in English this time. Thank you so much, Fuad, for talking to me. I really hope to see more of you, maybe on the Eurovision scene again, maybe? Uh, I have to tell you that I'm very sad this year because of uh, cancellation of the Eurovision Song Contest. And, you know, I still cannot believe that we're not going to be able to see the competition. But 
it is what it is. And, you know, we have this huge global problem. Hopefully everything will be over soon so we can go back to our normal life and, you know, life routine. I don't know about, you know, competing anymore, uh, but I would love to be, you know, somebody who can work with our future representative and to be a part of his team or her team, you know, that would be amazing. Yeah. And I would be very glad to to help in, 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 in every single way. But, you know, I'm not interested anymore to, to compete or to sing. Next time I'm in L.A., I call you and we'll have a shopping in Rodeo Drive for some new pink Absolutely, tank tops. Absolutely. You know, you're you will be my guest and feel free to to call me. I will show you everything and you will probably fall in love in, in the city because it's it's beautiful. And, you know, uh, I mean, weather is amazing. People are nice. They love also Eurovision Song Contest, I have to tell you. Especially LGBTQ community here. Wonderful. Yeah. Puljubac <laughs> i Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm sending you uh, hugs and kisses from, from sunny LA. And I'm sending all my love and my support to my big an amazing Eurosong family. I will always love you. I promise. Thank you so much, Dean, and take care of yourself. Thank you. You too. Bye. Mwah.